Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you will stand, sweetie strong. I will say, long live Swiftcast. Your headphones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 68. This is Jill. And Steph. It's only us two tonight. Yeah, but we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. We have tons of news to share with you guys. Really interesting stuff. And this episode is actually going to be a little bit of a mini episode because on September 1st, just on Monday, we released a special edition episode of SwiftCast where we interviewed Shelby, who was actually in the Shake It Off music video. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go check it out. She gave us all the information, all the details you would want to know about her experience, and it was really fun to listen to. Yeah, and that's definitely something that you want to hear is like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, she went through from the very beginning of when she first got notification from Taylor Nation all the way up through actually watching the video for the mm-hmm. first time. And I mean, this is the stuff you don't really get to hear on Twitter, so definitely check it out because there's some really cool stuff that I'm sure you haven't heard yet about the whole process. Anyways, we'll get right into the news with Keeping Up With Swift, and we have lots of news for you this week. Yeah, actually, first we're going to start off with all of the records Taylor is breaking. (laughs) So, for the next hour. (laughs) It's a long list, so... (laughs) Bear with me. It's exciting. You're going to love it. First off, the video has already hit over 60 million views in less than two weeks. It's really only been 13 days. That's uncanny. It's incredible. 60 million. It takes some people like years to get that many. Exactly. And she's definitely going to be Vivo certified. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Way before the album comes out. Absolutely. So on the chart news, Shake It Off set a record for the highest debut in the history of Billboard's adult pop songs radio airplay chart. It came in at number nine and it entered the adult pop songs chart as the first song to be in the top 10 since the chart was launched on March 16th, 1996. Yeah, that's awesome. And really it shows Taylor's range because Mm -hmm. when people say she's only for teens, well, this is the adult pop song chart. And she's not a teen singer anymore she's an adult singer now so good for her yeah and so when people say taylor only plays music for 12 year olds just point them to this fact and tell them (laughs) to shut up exactly On the regular pop songs chart, Shake It Off came in at number 12, which actually tied the record for the best ever launch. And the best ever launch was Mariah Carey's Dream Lover, which was way back in August of 1993. So over 10 years ago. Over 20 years ago. 20 years ago. (laughs) Somebody on the show can't do math. For a second there, I thought it was 10 years. (laughs) I mean, it feels like Dream Lover was popular just 10 years ago that's crazy and mariah carey of all people who's known as like the pop queen exactly 
Shake It Off also set the record for the most first week plays on both of these charts. It had 2,813, which is significant, (laughs) plays on the adult pop songs chart. And then it had an incredible 8,326 opening week plays on the pop songs chart. She is just knocking out all these records. It's so exciting. (laughs) Almost 8,400 plays Mm -hmm. in one week. So not only was Taylor entering those two charts with Shake It Off, but she also came in at number 21 on the adult contemporary chart and even was listed at number 58 on the country airplay chart. (laughs) Crazy. Taylor, you know, she tries to say, I'm completely shifting to pop now, but country radio just wants to keep playing her. She's such a talented superstar that even when she, like, officially announces that she's going to pop, she still ends up on the country charts. Exactly. And even on iTunes, she's been number one Mm -hmm. for two weeks now. Her video, her album, and her single have all been number one. Yeah, and that also must be some kind of record because the album isn't even released and it's been number one. Exactly. And it's so cool to go on iTunes and to see her like picture on the single, the video, and the album. And she even posted a picture of it, didn't she? She did. And speaking of that, she must be really excited because she's been retweeting all these record break airs. So you can tell she's really excited about it. Yeah, so speaking of this, what are you predicting right now for the first week sales of the album? I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to go with, what's the prediction now, like the general? I haven't actually seen any yet. We know that Speak Now was like 1.1. Red was 1.2. I'm going to say because 8 is my number, I'm going to say (laughs) 1.8. Oh, wow. I'm going to go big. That's big, yeah. I know. (laughs) Realistically, probably like 1.3, 1.4. Okay, I thought I was going big with 1.5. 1.5, yeah. I mean, realistically, it's probably 1.3 or 1.4. Yeah, I definitely think she'll continue on that upward peak Mm -hmm. and go past Speaking Out in Red. I mean, if you look at how Shake It Off is doing on its own by itself, just imagine how the whole album is going to do. Right, and the fact that she has such a brilliant marketing strategy with the different polaroids she knows we're Mm -hmm. all gonna buy more importantly than that all the codes that are in there i mean it really is like really wonka it's like real life willy wonka (laughs) think back to that movie how many candy bars are sold and that's gonna be taylor's albums well and did you see a couple months ago somebody on instagram posted something that said taylor should do a willy wonka theme like Mm -hmm. finding something in the album so that they can meet her i've seen a couple people make that kind of joke over the years Right, and Taylor actually liked one of those a few months ago. Oh, did she? Oh my god. (laughs) And I saw on Twitter, somebody retweeted it and just wrote, oh. (laughs) That is really funny. It's such a good idea because I myself only buy, I buy like the album on iTunes and then I'll buy an actual real album, but I've already pre-ordered four different albums, so it just goes to show. (laughs) I mean, her strategy is already working. It will. For me, I'm struggling because I know Nate is like me too. So maybe I can talk with him about this. But I always buy a sealed copy of each version to keep. But now how am I supposed to do that? Because what if it has? (laughs) What if that sealed one has the code in it, the winning code? Yeah, I don't know what to do. There must be other collectors out there who listen to us. So if you can let me know. I have a solution. The codes 
only work until November 3rd. So you could buy an album after November 3rd and then keep that one sealed because even if there is a code in there, it's not going to work. Oh, good point. Yeah, on the website said that you can enter the codes up until it was November 3rd or something like that. But I mean, the contest only works until then. So if you enter codes after that, they're going to be irrelevant. Okay, good. I'll just do that. Yeah, just wait until after and then buy a sealed one when you know the contest is over. So I'll buy probably between 10 and 20 the first week. And I know. I'll buy oh my more. gosh. I know. It's going to be so bad. It was an insane marketing strategy. It's genius. Completely mm-hmm. genius. And it's even more genius that she's making the competition only for like a week. So within that first week, so many are going to sell. Yeah, it was the smartest move I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Such a good idea. Yeah, she knows exactly what she's doing, and I love it. Oh, yeah. And I'm almost wondering who came up with that idea, because it's just so ingenious. Not only with the contest, but all these Polaroid sets, yep. too. Those are going to be a little easier to, like, kind of trade and give away, but the codes are, like, a one-time deal. Exactly. And I saw some really cool people, if you guys want to start following them on Twitter... A lot of people have started making Twitters for, like, the trading cards and have set up different Twitter accounts just for the trading Polaroids just to help out fans. So start following some of those accounts. I'm following two right now, so. Yeah, do you have their names? One of the accounts that you can follow now is called at TS Polaroid Trade. And there's already 400 people following, and I'm following them, so I think it's going to be a really cool thing. And if you're missing a Polaroid, you can go on there and people are just trading them and selling it. Well, not selling them, but just trading them between each other. So that'll be a cool thing to help out Swifties. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. And again, that is TS Polaroid Trade. So go ahead and follow them. Well, speaking of sales, another record that Taylor broke with Shake It Off is it completely crushed all predictions of selling 475 downloads, and it ended up selling 544,000 in one week. So almost 100,000 more than predicted. Yes, and this is the highest mark for an opening week in 2014. It's the fourth best opening week ever, and only Flow Riders Right Round, which sold 636,000 in 2009, Taylor's own We're Never Ever Getting Back Together, sold 623000 in 2012, and Roar from Katy Perry sold 557000 in 2012. So this comes right in at number four, and Taylor beat herself with We Are Never, <laughs> so she's on the list twice, of course. Wouldn't it be cool someday if she could have, like, the top three spots? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> or even, like, have three different things in the top five. That'd be cool. That would be. Well, speaking of a top 10, Taylor holds three records now in the top 10 single week download sales. She's at number two with We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Like I said, 623,000 downloads. I Knew You Were Trouble is number four with 582,000 downloads. And Shake It Off is number six. So soon, like we said, she's going to just be in the whole top 10. Yep. (laughs) She's going to own the top 10. The huge news, Shake It Off debuted right at number one on Billboard's Hot 100. This was a huge achievement. Taylor's really excited about it. She was. She tweeted that right away. She was super excited. That's big news. Yeah, she is slain. 
There's a reason why they call her Slayler Swift. Sailor, yeah. I mean, this is just Shake It Off, so imagine the other singles that are going to be released. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people debating, wondering if she's going to release another single before the album, and just because she keeps doing things differently. Yeah, I expect she would do the promo singles again. Yeah. Because it's another brilliant marketing strategy. Exactly. And to all our people, all our fans, sorry, who entered um, our contest, I hope you all enjoyed your Shake It Off single that we handed out the other week. Yes, and stay tuned because if there are actually promo singles, we're going to have contests to give those away right when they're released. Yep, we're definitely, we'll be sending out more singles to you guys, so keep an eye on that. And then we have even more record news going along with Billboard. Uh, They actually rated Shake It Off as 4.5 out of 5 stars. And there was a pretty cool quote from them, and it said, The song suggests the world's biggest country star now belongs to a different genre entirely. The completed transition is a bit jarring, but the impeccable pop stylings make it easy to swallow. It's true. Her songs are so catchy that you can't hate it. Yeah, and it was such an easy transition. Mm-hmm, it was. They also said that few musical artists would dare to reinvent their sound so brazenly, especially with expectations so high. But with Shake It Off, Swift proves why she belongs among pop queen bees. As you may have guessed, the song sounds like a surefire hit. And obviously it was. <laughs> exactly. Big hit. She did. I mean, with even with just this one song, she's already earned her spot in the pop world. Yeah, and we've mentioned before on other episodes, this was kind of a transition. Actually, just on our last episode, 67, we talked about this genre shift. And it really, it wasn't a sudden thing. It's been gradual over yeah. years. And I mean, I know people don't like to admit it, but looking at Red, that album was a lot of pop. It was. It was. It really was. And just the fact that two songs really were released to country radio, because I don't really count We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. No. I really only count Begin Again and Red. Yeah. And you can tell that it the switch has been a long-term or a long-time coming thing, because I think Red was that transition from right. like Speak Now to 1989. Red was the transition album. Right, and really, I was thinking about it the other day, even with Taylor's second single, Teardrops on My Guitar, that hit pop radio right away. Yeah. She didn't really, in my mind, make a huge effort until, I guess, with Speak Now, she was releasing Story of Us to pop radio. But like Jill said, really, the the turning point came with Red. Yeah. When I first listened to Red, really, the only song I picked out that was country was Begin Again. And even Begin Again was kind of very... Subtle country, almost. And when they released Red to country radio, I was a little surprised. I didn't think it sounded that country. I think Red could have passed as a pop album easily. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how 1989 probably will be number one on the country charts when it's actually released. (laughs) People will be so angry. But I actually kind of can't wait. Yeah, this time they really can't hate on her for it because she announced that it was pop album and this will be country's decision to put it on their charts. That's why I kind of can't wait because I know inevitably people will still hate on her, but it's not her fault. I think that's why she really officially announced and made it clear that this is a pop album so that when country does do it, 
they can't fault her for it. Well, in an interview with Capital FM, Taylor told us a little bit more about what to expect from the album. And she said, one of the things you can expect is that I'm really trying to challenge myself in every single way possible to make music that doesn't sound like music I've made before. When you get into the album, there are a lot of late 80s sounds and vocal stylings and production elements. We really were just playing around with this album and didn't limit ourselves. What ended up happening was we made an album that sounds really like an album. It's really sonically cohesive and I'm really proud of it. And that's kind of proof that Shake It Off will sound like the rest of the album. Yeah, and I think in terms of what we can expect sonically, if you go back to Sweeter Than Fiction, I remember when they announced it and fans were asking Scott, what is Sweeter Than than fiction sound like and he said 80s yeah exactly he gave us that clue pretty much a year ago Mm -hmm. and i loved sweeter than fiction and i think if the album is going to sound a lot like that and shake it off Mm -hmm. it's going to be great taylor said she doesn't just do the same thing over and over again because people get bored of it so i don't think the entire album is going to sound like shake it off i think there'll be some more songs that sound more like sweeter than fiction and They'll still be poppy, but maybe they'll be a little, you know, more relaxed and stuff. Yeah, it was interesting because in this interview, she said how on Red, you would hear dubstep and then on the next track, you would hear a mandolin. (laughs) Yeah. It sounded like she didn't think Red was as cohesive as this album. I love Red, but I mean, when she points it out like that, it wasn't as cohesive as it could have been. But I think at the time, she was going more for the stories within the song rather than the whole album being very cohesive and cleaned up. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. I agree with you. When I first listened to Red and you would go from Trouble to All Too Well, Mm -hmm. back to 22, I almost do, to We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, it kind of jumped around a lot for me. Yeah, that album really was just more about the individual songs as their own kind of album. And then this album is actually a whole album. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. And I think, I don't think she would make a whole album of songs that sounded exactly like Shake It Off. I don't think she would ever do that. No. She's going to switch it up. And that's why I love her. Because I think, especially in the country music genre, so many artists who have been around for a long time sound exactly the same. All of their songs Mm -hmm. run together for me. I don't know if you find that when you listen to pop music. Sometimes I just have to turn off the radio and put on a CD because I can't take it anymore. Yeah, and I think it just happens for artists who've been around. They find a formula that works and they just stick to it and then it gets stale quickly. And with songs like Shake It Off, those can start blurring together very quickly, very easily. So I don't think she would make an entire album of that. No, I think this is going to be a lot of different sounds and just kind of 80s-ish. Which I'm so excited about. Because <laughs> like I said in a previous episode, 80s was like really focused on the actual sound of the music. And speaking of Shake It Off, Taylor actually tweeted the other day uh, a hilarious outtake video from the music video. So check that out if you haven't seen it yet. It's really funny. She has some really funny clips in it. And it just got to give us a taste of the behind the scenes and how they made the video. Yeah, and she said that was the first one, so I think we will get more. Which is very exciting, because those are funny. It's like getting to watch the blooper reel of your favorite show. (laughs) So true. And I really want to see the outtake video with the fans. 
And she said that she did it in celebration, so maybe if we keep getting her all these different records, she'll release more stuff for us. Yeah, I think they need to do a making of the video. Oh, definitely. Like an hour-long special or something. That would be cool. Since we didn't get, which I'm still mind-blown about, since we never got anything for Red. I know, I'll never get over it. I'm still holding out for it, even though we're in a new era. I don't know, but... I'm hoping that to make up for that, we get something big for this album. Yeah, I'll never understand that. It's going to be like two eras from now, and I'm still going to be like, where's the Red DVD? (laughs) Absolutely, because it was such a great, great tour. Well, I'm hoping that we get something really big for this album. Me too. And I hope this isn't setting a trend, that we don't get anything (laughs) concert tour for this album, but I'm not going to think about it yet. Yeah, no. So speaking of what Taylor was doing on Twitter, she was really active last week. She changed her icon twice. First, she had the photo from the Guardian interview that we actually covered in episode 67, if you want to listen to that. And then she changed it to a photo that she's in Billboard. I love the photo. Go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. She updated her bio to say, born in 1989. So classic. And she was also favoriting tweets. She favorited her first tweet from a Swifty. So that was cool. Yeah, and not only that, she got a new header. She put up the header of the beautiful seagull sweater, (laughs) which was really cute. I don't know how she got it zoomed in so much. I don't know. She probably had somebody do it for her, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Or she just did it by accident and it turned out really great. Well, it was funny because she replied to a Swifty about the header, and her tweet was hilarious how she said, I've never seen this commercial, have you? Yeah, the, I just saw it the other day. The old lady is uh, sitting at a table, and she's like, I finally got this right. And she's like smashing candies with a hammer for Candy Crush. <laughs> okay, Taylor references that commercial in the tweet. The tagline of the commercial, they have a couple different ones, but they say, like, that's not how this goes. That's not how any of this works. And it just sounds like something somebody would say to Taylor. I'm going to have to look for that commercial on YouTube. It's funny. They have a couple different ones, and they all remind me of Taylor. I couldn't believe that she replied to a fan. Yeah, I think it's safe to say a lot of people were jealous of that fan. And not only did she reply to that fan, she replied to her twice. Yeah. And she went back to the tweet and replied again just to tell her that she had did it. (laughs) Yeah, that was so cute. It was. And I think she actually replied to another fan maybe a week or two ago, but this fan hadn't even tagged her in the tweet, which is really crazy. Yeah, because imagine what her mentions are like. I don't know how she even would find that tweet. It's kind of cool that she's trying new stuff, so hopefully you'll be lucky one day uh, shifting away. But Taylor actually was announced this week that she's going to join The Voice as a mentor for season seven. So kind of like what Ed did last season, she'll come on and she'll mentor some of the contestants. And that should be really fun. I haven't really seen her on stuff like that. And The Voice is on NBC. And I think it starts on the new season starts on September 22nd. So they haven't really said what episode she'll be on yet. So we'll just have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I'm excited. I think she's the perfect mentor. She will be perfect. And she actually did come on The Voice last year where one of the contestants... I remember that. Yeah, one of the contestants was singing I Knew You Were Trouble and Taylor just surprised her and came in. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. It was. So it'll be really cool to see her doing more stuff like that. 
I don't watch The Voice regularly, but yeah. I think the mentors are only on the first half of the season. Is that right? I've never watched The Voice in my life, so I'm not sure. From remembering what Ed did, they definitely are not on every episode. Okay, yeah. I only watched a few episodes for Ed as well. And I think sometimes they have different mentors, so she might not be on some of them. We will keep you guys all updated about when she's actually going to be on them. <laughs> we'll learn a little more about The Voice. <laughs> So going back to what we talked about earlier, how Taylor is just a complete genius in terms of marketing herself, there was a really interesting article about how Taylor is a genius in this respect by a digital marketing search strategist. His name is Michael Tyrone, and he works at R2i. If you want to search for this article, we'll recap it for you, though. He explains that Taylor is just brilliant for a lot of reasons. And the first is he went on YouTube to play the Shake It Off music video and he noticed that a Taylor Kedz ad preceded the video. And so at first he thought it was just a coincidence, but he realized that it actually happened every single time. So what he wrote was, it had occurred to me that this was the first time I had ever seen the artist I was interested in listening to be featured in the ad prior to the actual video. It is completely exclusive and completely genius. This strategy does two things very well. First, the ad has a simple message that defends Taylor against the critics of her stereotyping, in quotes, because it's not really, <laughs> video. In the ad for Kedge, she says, if you're open to change, it can be really fun. And then he explains, more impressively, there's no way to listen to her song on conventional online apps without being served a Kedge pre-roll and display advertisements. And the reason for that is because Taylor doesn't put her music on streaming service like Spotify. And we actually talk about that a lot in episode 60, if you want to go back to that episode. But it's just something she doesn't do. It's brilliant because people are forced to go either buy her music or they go to YouTube and they see her ads and then they go check out Keds or Taylor Swift Fragrance and then you buy stuff from there. So he just explains how brilliant Taylor is and I agree. I noticed right away when I first watched Shake It Off that her ads came before the video came on. It was so cool. I don't think I actually noticed it. I don't know. Maybe I just brushed it off, but I'm going to have to go back and watch it. And you never see that from anyone else. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe once in a while, but not every time. Yeah, right now it is the Taylor Swift Made of Starlight ad. So I'm going to keep watching to see if it changes to anything else. Maybe we'll see a Diet Coke ad soon. It's just another example of her marketing strategies that she definitely knows what she's doing. It's completely genius, like you said. It is. She's a smart one, that Taylor Swift. <laughs> and speaking of Shake It Off, kind of a little bit of different stuff what we were talking about earlier. Like we said, not only is country radio playing Shake It Off, but the stars of country music also really love it and are supporting Taylor. Brad Paisley, he was talking about his support for Taylor in an interview with E! News. He finds her transition to pop admirable and said that people are going to love it and it's going to sell and it already is selling and she's done a really great job. And then one of my favorite country artists, Shania Twain's manager, said, who cares if it's pop, country, or polka music? The song is a smash and Taylor's a superstar and a superstar who has done more for the expansion of country music audience than anyone else before her has done. 
so, and if that's completely true, she deserves a spot still in country music for all that she's done for country music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's not coming from a country artist who's her friend. That's coming from a country artist manager, so. And I first saw Taylor with Brad Paisley seven years ago, and Mm -hmm. so to have him support her is really fun for me. I really did only go to see Brad to see Taylor, but I still like him as a country artist, and I'm so glad people are embracing it of all genres. All these country artists love her. They just really do, and they support her, so that's awesome. And that was such a good point that Shania's manager made that, you know, she was saying who cares what genre it is because she's done so much for country music. Just look at how much money she's donated Mm-hmm. All throughout Nashville, the Taylor Swift Education Center. The Hall of Fame. Right. And because she's done so much to make a difference, country music would definitely welcome her back with open arms if she mm-hmm. ever did want to go back. And I think she'll always have a special place in her heart for Nashville and country music. And country music still uses her face to promote things. I went into the store the other day and saw a country magazine with her face in the corner. And I think that they'll always use her to promote things, not necessarily award shows, but just simple, small things. If you go to Nashville, you'll see her face all over the place. Mm -hmm. At the airport, as soon as you walk in, there's just Taylor stuff everywhere. And when people think Taylor, they still think country music, so... Yeah, it's funny that you say that because just earlier today, Brian Mansfield, who's a writer for the USA Today, check out his tweets if you haven't already. He strongly supports Taylor. And somebody wrote something, why did they put a picture of Taylor Swift next to this country thing on this newspaper? And he replied, well, why wouldn't they? It's Taylor Swift. They're not dumb. They know that if Taylor Swift's face is on there, somebody's going to buy it. (laughs) Exactly. They know what they're doing. Even if she's not country anymore, she still kind of lies with countries at heart. Well, to wrap up the news, we want to give you just a quick recap of Taylor's upcoming schedule. On Thursday, September 4th, she's actually going to be performing Shake It Off at the German Radio Awards in Hamburg. So that will be really exciting. We will tweet out links to live streams if you aren't in Germany and can't watch the show. And if we can't find live streams, we will tweet the video of the performance as soon as we can. Then on September 19th, Taylor will be at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, where Ashley will be, and we can't wait to hear about it. But Taylor did an interview in preparation for this and just talked about how she's really excited to see artists like Ed Sheeran, Paramore, and Coldplay. So go check out her little interview on YouTube if you haven't seen it yet. I really hope she collaborates with somebody there. I know. I selfishly hope she stays until the 20th and does something with Ed. Oh, I know. <laughs> Everybody's saying maybe Coldplay. Well, that's what I'm kind of hoping for is Coldplay because she's always talked about them. So it'd be really cool. And she's close with Chris Martin. I know she's mm-hmm. definitely hung out with Chris Martin before. So that was all the news for this week. And I mean, that was a ton of unit news, and I think it's just going to keep getting better. Every week we're going to have more and more news to talk about, so it's definitely a new era. Now we'll go into some of our mini-segments. We have a lot of Swifty problems this week, as usual. <laughs> Everybody always has Swifty problems. And our first submission this week comes from at EL1NE13. When you're about to walk out of a supermarket and everything has changed starts to play. Swifty problems. And I'm assuming that meant they just stayed in the supermarket. That's what I and all other Swifties would do, right? 
I think so, yeah. When a Taylor song comes on anywhere, it's just really exciting. At T Swift underscore updating said, not being able to see not even one picture of Taylor for almost a week. Swifty problems. And this is because we actually haven't seen Taylor. She tweeted a photo of Olivia sleeping and said she was also going to be sleeping because she was tired after the VMAs. But I really don't know where she's been. I think she might still be in LA, but I don't know. Maybe she's just taking a well-deserved break for a week. (laughs) I hope so. I would expect we would see her in New York sometime this week because it's easier to get to Germany from New York than LA. Well, whatever she's doing, I'm pretty sure she's taking some rest and relaxation time, hopefully. Uh, So our next problem comes from at U-S-U-X-L-F-X-N girl. And they say, I get so emotional when I hear Taylor's old songs. Swifty problems. Oh, that's so true. Just maybe two days ago, I heard Hours on country radio. And I could not believe it. I almost had to pull my car over because I have not heard that song in years. And I've also been hearing Mine, You Belong With Me, Mm -hmm. Love Story. It's like we keep going back to. It's just country radio doesn't want to let her go. They just keep playing her. For me, it's great. And I mean, it's ironic that when her new single is out, all these stations now are starting to play her new songs again. I mean, her old songs again. Yeah, because before they were not playing her at all. Yeah, just goes to show. She's always going to be there. Today I was thinking like, I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this new album. It's going to be so poppy in the 80s. I'm really excited. And then I turned on my iTunes and I listened to State of Grace and I got really sad. (laughs) So I was like, oh, no more of these kind of songs. I know what you mean. I have such a connection with that song because every time I hear it, I feel like I'm back on tour. Yeah, oh. And she's about to come out. And really, what are the odds that we're going to hear that song live again? I know. Probably only as a surprise song. Right. Very sad. It will be cool to hear it that way. Yeah. But I can't even explain. You all understand how excited you get when the lights go out and that first note plays. (laughs) And we don't even have a Red Tour DVD to relive it. I know. Oh, the pain. Ugh. Swifty problems. Well, our next one is from at Ray Ann Swift, who said, October 27th is still way too far away. I need a time machine. Swifty problems. It's just September now. Over a month still we have. That's why I'm hoping she does do the promo single so we have something to mm-hmm. tie us over a little. And our next problem is from Hair Flips Cats 13 Started off watching a few old Taylor interviews and it's escalated into four hours of interviews. Been there, done that. Yes. <laughs> and our last one for this week comes from at SwiftySam13. I need to see Austin do the ice bucket challenge. Swifty problems. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't nominate him. Yeah. I think his would be really funny, too. It would. I'm very surprised she didn't. Anyways, thank you for all your Swifty problems. And if you ever want to send us any submissions, Swifty problems, or your Taylor bucket list, feel free to tweet us at SwiftCast13, and we'll read your submissions on the next show. And we love hearing about all your problems, so send them to us. And now we're going to get into our fashion piece for the week, which we have some pretty cool outfits to talk about. Our first one, probably the most exciting one, was her VMA outfit, which we recapped in the special edition episode last week. She wore a blue leotard from the Mary 
Mm, where's Nate when I need him? <laughs> Mary Catranzu Resort 2015 collection. She paired that with a wine-colored peep toe cutout booties from Ellie Saab, fall 2014. And during her actual performance, she wore a Lorena Sarbrew custom design that featured hand-beaded Savorsky crystals and fringe. At the VMA after party, she wore a gorgeous romper again called Alexis Montreal Black Lace Romper. And that was $287.10. I love that black one. The black one was very pretty. Yeah, I really wish it were cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I loved her outfit that she performed in. Oh, me too. So sparkly. Yeah, when Ashley and I recapped the VMAs, we said it kind of reminded us of the Fearless dresses. Yeah, it did kind of look like it, except with more skin. <laughs> right. Just part of it cut out. Yeah. Still. <laughs> in the iHeartRadio interview that we mentioned earlier, Taylor was wearing a diamond print shirt dress, and that is from Equipment. It's called the Ian Archive Prism print tunic and it is $258. All these are expensive this week. Um, actually our next one is not that expensive. It's pretty cheap but it was the headband that Taylor wore when she appeared on SNL with Ed Sheeran and we finally, not we I should say, but T-Swift style finally found it and it's from Deepa Garani and it's only $37 which is a lot for a headband but it was really cute so. It really was. It was worth it. <laughs> And then there are a few outfits from the Keds Fall ads that you probably already have seen. The first is an elbow patch mustard cardigan. It is called the Gap Circle Hem Elbow Patch Cardigan. It's $22. It's currently sold out, but keep checking back. Underneath the cardigan, she wore a blue short-sleeved collared shirt that was called the J Brand Hay Chambray and Crepe Shirt. It was $519, but it's on sale now for only $115. Only? Yeah, only $115 for a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like a good deal. It's yeah. A yeah. big percentage. <laughs> and in this ad, she had a really cute brown hat that is from Free People, and it's called the Bullman Felt Pork Pie Hat. It is $78, and it's currently sold out, but keep checking back. In another ad for kids, she wore a white gap cable knit pullover sweater. It's actually only $24. Unfortunately, again, it's sold out right now. All the cheap things are sold out. <laughs> yeah, I think people see that she's wearing them and they would just mm -hmm. buy them up. But she did wear Keds champion felt shoes in navy. They're $50. And then in a different ad, she pulled a plaid blazer over the sweater really a cute plaid blazer. It's called the Miniatura Plaid Blazer, and it's $116. And then finally, in the ad where she's sitting in a director's chair, she wore a black 522 America low v-neck shirt. It is $54. And then she also wore Urban Outfitters Cooperative Skinny Pinup Pants, and those are unfortunately sold out, but keep checking. Urban Outfitter stuff always goes so fast. Yeah, and she really loves that brand. Mm -hmm. That's where I got one of my shirts there that she has, so they have good stuff. They do. And as always, thank you to TaySwiftStyle.com for finding all these awesome outfits for us. And if you guys go and check out her site, she updates often on all of Taylor's outfits and where you can get them and links to it and how much they are. So again, that's TaySwiftStyle.com. 
Moving on a little bit, we have a really exciting announcement. It's a new contest we're doing. If you stay tuned with us on Twitter, we're going to have an announcement about the contest coming this week. So we can't say what it is just yet, but stay tuned because it's definitely a good one. With exciting prizes. Mm -hmm. Very exciting prizes. So keep checking in with us and we'll let you know by this week. And then just... A few reminders um, where you can always reach us. If you press subscribe on iTunes, it'll automatically download the latest episode for you so you don't have to do any of the work. You can always contact us, send us your thoughts, anything. Uh, We have lots of different ways. On Taylor Connect, we're SwiftCast13. On Twitter, you can add us or tweet us. I always say at. Tweet us at SwiftCast13. If you ever want to email us, our email is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And on Facebook, you can like our page. It's facebook.com slash theswiftcast. Be sure to check out our website, swiftcast13.com, because we always have a lot of cool stuff on there and keep you updated with all the latest happenings on the show. Feel free to contact us. And then, I don't know, next week, Taylor will... Wow, I was completely wrong last week. You were completely wrong. Yeah, last week I said she was going to be in New York. and <laughs> we're, We were all completely wrong. I know she's going to be in Germany this week. Definitely. No, let's think of something good. I think next week Taylor will... I think she'll just go on a big tweeting spree and she'll retweet SwiftCast. That would be incredible. Yes, definitely. Before she goes to Germany, I think she will be announced again as number one on the, on the Hot 100 and sell another, I'm going to guess, 413,000 downloads of Shake It Off. Next week, Taylor will break more records. <laughs> yeah. And really, what's 413 plus 544? Is that a million yet? Not quite. Don't ask me, because earlier I thought 20 years was actually 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's close to a million, though. So either she'll sell 413,000 more or enough to go over a million. It's going to happen. Just wait for it. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for listening to us. Um, And for episode 68, this has been Jill. And Steph. And bye, guys. See you next week. Thanks, guys. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.